0: from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. Everyone
1: else is everyone else is everyone else is yeah. Everyone else is everyone else is everyone else is yeah. That's just dreams of love. That's just tears in the afternoon. Everyone else is everyone else is everyone else
2: is yeah. It's Tuesday, March 19th, 2019, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, Also on the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hello, everybody. And sitting in for Annie F Downs today, all the way from Gatorland,
0: Florida, Big Cat, Eddie Koffeltz. I'm sitting in for her, what happens yeah. when when she 's here? Am I just on the show again? Uh, well, today
2: we're mixing it up because Annie Annie is on it. a mental vacation and uh, and the first thing she cut for her itinerary was doing this podcast, so uh, she 's out this week,
0: but she 'll be back next week she 's really uh, shut the machine down. I respect it, yeah, I yeah. do respect it. she said
3: this is this is a hard staycation. you know what I mean it 's not a yeah. soft staycation, a soft staycation. For the, un, for the unacquainted yeah. It's when you occasionally check the email When you cut the grass you That's know? your job yeah. Yeah. A soft yeah. staycation
0: is what your job is It's just, yeah, you're at home <laughs> Every once in a while I'm going to do a podcast I'm going to write something, no, but
3: generally no, no, a soft staycation is where you're still doing stuff around It's a, you got the checklist of stuff around the house There's no cation in it It's just staying and you're doing stuff A hard staycation is the list is going to wait You know, those blinds will get hung after the staycation you know like the calling the chimney sweep that's gonna wait you're you're staycationing and i respect i respect that she took the hard staycation calling the chimney sweep that's that's a thing yeah i called the chimney sweep not that long Mm. ago and (laughs) really okay are you living in 1800s bristol (laughs) okay okay okay, can i all right i've been here's the thing (laughs) I've been, he he came back flipping down the street. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Here he comes. Um, (laughs) This is true.
1: Bob's your uncle. This is true. I've
3: (laughs) I've lived in this home for like three years. And, <laughs> and you know, when when we first moved in, the home was built, like, in the 1980s, not the 1780s, okay? But it had a <laughs> chimney, and the home inspector was like, hey, man, before you use that fireplace, make sure you get the chimney swept. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. So, no lie, you know, the weather turns cold the first year in the house. I'm driving around the, the road, and there's a, a, a billboard for a chimney sweep service, and it said, financing available. And I'm thinking, t-
0: <laughs> you know... The thought chimney this sweep- a hundred bucks.
3: Yeah, ex- that, well, that's what I thought, too. And I'm like, people are having to finance the chimney sweeping? Like, this what? has got to be a big expense. And I, and I put chimney sweeping very low on the priority list of yeah. like, well, of house stuff... Of stuff that I potentially need to finance, chimney sweeping is very far below. But anyway, this past winter got really cold. My kids want to do s'mores. They're on they're on a s'mores kick. You know, my son calls the little outdoor little fire pit. He calls it a s'more maker. Like that's what he thinks (laughs) its purpose. Like a gigantic (laughs) s'more maker. That's not cute. So I'm like Dan. We got like eight
0: years old. He should know.
3: <laughs> like Dan, listen. We got to bite the bullet. We got to call this chimney sweep. Get the financing ready. Call the credit <laughs> union. You know, like you know. Let's see if we can do a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah. a, a Kickstarter, you know, pull some money for a benefit for this thing. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm prepared to finance it. And literally, they come back and they're like, okay, it's it's $99. And yeah. Well, who's financing it? Who's uh, yeah. financing
1: Listen,
3: it? Listen, I, I got about four more years before I pay off that last chimney sweeping
4: of uh, paying $3 a month.
1: What is the financing for? I mean, Here's Virginia. For?
4: The, the economy isn't soaring right now. People got, people, yeah. people got a lot of needs. I feel like this is coming from an elitist perspective.
0: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like this is not this is a
4: luxury because we know chimney is a luxury
0: we we know from mary poppins that doing your own chimney is not going to be expensive because bert still had to have another job doing like playing music (laughs) on the street and stuff that's true he's not not, not loaded and so we knew it wasn't going to be expensive but classic virginia
4: well, that's yeah. probably the most realistic thing about Mary Poppins, because here in Nashville, as you guys probably know, there's a lot of people who are musicians as their job, <laughs> right. but they pay money with something like chimney right. sweeping, for example. Right. So I think Bert was not making... I, I think the musician thing was just like, you know, he was oh hoping it would take his someday. That was, to for, his soul. That was for his soul. I'll never see
2: Mary Poppins the same again. Bert is a Nashville hipster. He's yeah. a musician who can't pay the bill, so he has to do chimney <laughs> sweeping. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then he's just like, oh, okay, cool. I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to draw on sidewalks no big deal. I'm an art. I'm an artist now. You
4: know, like, okay, yeah, okay exactly. oh, man. he only has one job. He's a chimney sweep. Yeah. Everything else. He says he's like a man. He has a lot of different jobs. Not true. He has a lot of different hobbies that he can't monetize yeah. because <laughs> that's, because that's not how it works. Yeah. Nobody cares about your one man band thing. Bert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, because
3: other can say, people, other people can say, Hey Jesse, what do national. you do? I play basketball. That is true. I, it's a hobby. I occasionally play, but that doesn't make me professional.
2: Just like these musicians that, Dude. I, I was at a, I was out in LA with some friends after church and it was, a, yeah. you know, their friends. So it was a bunch of people I didn't know. And I was sitting, uh, with a couple of people I did know. And then the guy next to me, you know, we were just chatting. I was getting to know him. I was like, well, what do you do? And he goes, I play golf. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, you know, he, he doesn't want to be identified by his profession. Yeah. I'm a person who enjoys playing golf. Right. Sure. And uh, so I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what do you do for money? Is what I said. And he goes, I play golf and then my friend leans over and goes, you know, that's Ricky Fowler, don't you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's like, I wouldn't know who that was. He's uh, one of the yeah, top professional golfers, apparently. Mm. Yeah. And I yeah. was and I was very embarrassed. And I go, oh, you're the guy on the Puma commercials during college football. Oh,
4: yeah. wow. Yeah, I know. You've oh, wow. seen you on the sport. I yeah. like.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: And you thought, I like that you thought, <laughs> because you're out in LA, oh, this is just one of those guys who doesn't want to define himself. Yeah, by what he does. Like, totally okay, what what I, Why do you ask me who I am? Well, he was like, literally, the
2: conversation was, he was talking about possibly getting a beach house in Malibu. Yeah. And then Ooh. I was like, what? and that's why I go, what do you do? And he goes, I play golf. And I was like, right, right, right. But right. what do you do for all the money where you could have a beach house, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I've, al-
3: I've always, I think I've told you guys this before. I've always dreamed of when people ask what I do is to introduce myself and say independently wealthy, because at that <laughs> point, there's an air of mystery to it. Like it's, it doesn't sound inappropriate, <laughs> but it's like you said independently wealthy. You didn't say wealthy. So that means you didn't inherit anything. Somehow right. self independently came upon this wealth. And I, and that's all I say. Well, where did it come from? Independent well, yeah,
1: you know. because I
0: don't I don't want to drop the Burt Mary Poppins thing. Have you ever heard the theory that he was not, like, there's always the idea that he's romantically involved with Mary Poppins. But the yeah, theory course. is actually no. But the theory is that Mary Poppins doesn't age and that she actually was his nanny when he was a kid. So uh, like he, he is uh, always hearkening back Mary Poppins for the next generation of children. Like,
4: like a Macron situation from France. Like they're primated, like one of those things. I literally
2: just got chills. That I is know. paradigm shifting.
4: It's paradig- well, and then
0: when you go back and you watch the original movie, you're like, oh, it's totally like he knows the secrets of the things she's going to do and how she's going to serve the family. And his because job he is was to the- usher in her magic for the next family that he spots.
4: Oh. It's like and let the right one in when the vampire takes on a new like young host. Yes, to, like k- to, like take to like kidnap people for her bodies for her. To- what are you talking about? <laughs> You've never seen let the right one in. Just say yes. I don't and even know what that means. going to get into nerd. All right, really well, that'll, that'll be relevant after dark. Yeah. <laughs> mean, the other, let's,
3: let's just get back to the most impressive thing about chimney sweeps is that they don't walk. <laughs> they don't drive cars or trucks. Oh, yeah. They all do right. gainers down Main Street to get to wherever <laughs> they need to go. I mean, it's all, the, they, chimney sweeps are the original are the original parkour champions. They, like, are. they jump from rooftop to rooftop doing flips. Chimney sweeps are,
4: you know, they invented parkour, in my opinion. For the very long distances, for a long for a for an out, they got to go outside of town. I could see them submitting to using I forget the name, but the bicycles with one giant
0: wheel in front. Any there. I, mean, I learned that on big, the relevant podcast. But, but, but
3: there's like away. seven. There's seven of them on top of each other's shoulders, with sticking the long sticks out, <laughs> out <for> balance. <laughs> <laughs> the using their <laughs> <to> balance, the chimney little
1: balance.
3: They're just doing that as they ride down the street to keep balance. Oh, I don't know why that helps, but it does. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're just like, like 10 high, just 10 high, riding down to go to the next
3: job,
2: which will be financed. Oh, man. All right. Well, we have a great show coming up for you today. Uh, joining us later is Kim Walker-Smith. She yes. has a powerful new book coming out. Uh, she's one of our favorite worship leaders, but she's now an author. The book is called Brave Surrender. It's her first book, and she opens up about how God healed her from a very painful childhood. It's a stunning story, and um, she comes, yeah, she tells us about it on the show today so it's gonna be awesome stay tuned for that uh, okay uh, moving the show along it's time for slices slices what do you have Jesse that's right. Okay, I
3: I found, you know, I'm I have I should say I have a two for today. One is an update to a very important story that we've been really covering pretty hard on this podcast. The other one is just one that I found interesting. and It's research conducted by Barna, and you know, Barna does uh, all, all kinds of different uh research on on demographics to equip, you know, people in church leadership to better reach people, to to create Uh, different programs and different things within the church that are going to better meet the needs of different demographics based on actual research. But this one, I feel like obviously there's obvious implications for the church, but there's also, I just found like it really interesting because I felt like outside of, of, you know, the re I would, this seems very unintuitive. Like I counterintuitive, like I would have never thought this. I want to ask you guys around the table what percentage of Americans do you think would say they have a close friend who is either 15 years older or younger than them? Uh, they would identify them as a close friend that is 15 years older or younger. Uh, Tyler, what, what, what would what you perc- think?
4: What percentage of yeah, Americans? Yeah, well, let me ask you that. Well, do, you have a cl- do you have someone who's 15 years older or younger that you would say is a close uh, friend? I, w- I would say I have a friend who is 15 years older who I would call close. Okay, Eddie?
0: No, not close friend. I mean I have no. No. All of them were within like 5 years of me. Cameron?
4: Yeah, for sure.
3: Several. You, okay. Chandler, do you have someone that is 15 years older or younger that you say is a close friend? Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but it's possible. I mean,
4: we're not talking like family members like my yeah. mom. No no, 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 no. Yeah, right. Not family so like, Chandler, members. Hold on, Chandler. How old are you? I'm
0: 31. Oh, yeah. No, no. I thought I might be close, but I'm it's not. It's still weird. It'd be weird <laughs> for it to be a
4: younger person.
0: Like, yeah,
2: yeah I've got a 15 year old friend. Yeah, high school. He's cool. We age, hang out. Yeah. yeah, but for me, yeah. that's 28. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, I, that's I, I hang out with 28 year olds all the time.
4: Yeah, that's not weird.
3: So so yeah. two thirds of Americans, uh, uh you know, uh, uh, exactly 68 percent say they have someone who's a close friend who's either 15 years younger or older. I found that really surprising. I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on how old you are, what what you know, period of life. Depends you on are, how old you are, because the spectrum starts to grow on one side. Um, But interestingly, other than people using the the term "friend" to identify how they would call someone who is um, you know outside of their demographic, the most common, the most common use isn't teacher. It's not employee, supervisor, sponsor. Mentee, lover. student, lover, neighbor. It's mentor. The most common oh. other than friend is mentor. Twenty percent. Twenty percent said that they actually have a mentor who they say is a is a close friend. I I don't have anyone that's 15 that years older. Me. 20% is
4: a much bigger number than I would have thought. It's a much
3: bigger seventy sixty no. eight 68% is a much bigger number than I thought of people who have uh you know friends who are either fifteen years younger or fifteen years older I Cameron, think it's a good thing Cameron, out of everyone you said that you have you you could name a handful that are yeah. on both sides of that. No no, Do no. You re- oh, the younger side, not the older side. Okay. Uh when did that start to shift for you? Do you remember? But th- that's interesting because out of uh you know most of the people that
2: that agreed to it said that the the friends were older than them, not younger. Yeah, Well, I mean for me just in recent years. I mean, I you know, the relevant staff is all in their mid 20s it seems like except for you guys. Um but <laughs> but you know, so it's like I'm always surrounded by people in their mid upper 20s and note for improving the themselves. podcast just to <laughs> <laughs> something to think about in the next strategy meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I guess in the last 5 years probably. Um uh, you know what it was? It, it, actually, this is true. Uh, post-separation and divorce, I had to get out there and make friends hmm. at church and stuff. Yeah. And the people who were going out and doing things were in their upper 20s because people in my age group were married and at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. so like, my friends at church are all younger than me. Um Yeah. So that's how that happened. Uh, And the mentor thing, I do have older mentors, but they're people I see infrequently. You know, like we we would talk a few times a year, not hang out every week.
0: So I always shy uh, away a little bit from the mentoring concept. But I, I do have guys like men and women that are older than me who like there are pieces of who they are that I kind of try to draw from.
3: uh, Why do you shy away from the mentoring thing?
0: Well, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it, but I think sometimes it's put a little bit on a pedestal. Like, okay, this is the person I want to become. And so I will just kind of follow this, this person's moves. And, and it's, it kind of turns uh, one dimensional. Like it's sometimes it it kind of deifies a person. And I I think that a lot of people have a much healthier view of it, but especially when I was younger, I was like, okay, this person is going to fill the role of like, you know, dad that maybe wasn't super strong when I was growing up. And it was like, no, it's helpful to see people as like fully dimensional, full of faults, sinful on the same road, but you know, they've had some more experience. And so I'll learn from that. So I kind of am like, it's like, I don't know if it's mentor. But I, I know I'm taking this down a rabbit hole that you, you didn't
4: intend it to, but no, just the no, difference I, between I, I, think men- I think that's interesting. I think that's a good point because yeah. there's not, you're saying it's not a two way street. It just becomes a entirely, um, like it's a one way relationship in which this person totally. becomes sort of a, sort of just a an object almost. Right. And because They're I think it's imitate. really
0: important for, because I mean, like I'm not, older but like there are people in their younger 20s that I have a little bit of that opposite relationship with and I find that the way that it's most like helpful is when I'm brutal like when it's very two-way like what can I be learning from you what can I be understanding from you
3: I'm not really out looking for a mentor where I'm looking to several dedicated mentees that I can Mm -hmm.
2: shape and I can use to run errands for me. I, I
3: believe and,
5: you're,
2: you are the bad guy from uh, yeah. Despicable Me and you just want minions. Yeah.
4: You're are you a henchmen.
2: Yeah. yeah henchmen,
3: goons, mentees, whatever words you want to use. But first I want to psychologically, <laughs> you know, build other, de- utter dependence and trust on me. I just make them do like absurd exercises. Like I, I just dump like 10,000 popsicle sticks in front of them. And I say, I want an exact replica of my home. When you have done it, you will know the way. And once they've done it, I just oh, come I in and do look at it. I just smash it all up. And then I go to the next absurd task, after the next absurd task. So I have utter dedication and dependence. I think that's what the Barna sur- survey is getting to.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
3: is, yeah Eddie,
2: is, I, Eddie, I cannot stop thinking of your M. Night Shyamalan moment. I, I cannot stop thinking about Bert was the the, the last kid. Yeah. And he's showing the way. I mean, he was dead all along. I mean, you literally have changed my perspective of that entire movie. And Dude, I can't stop the, thinking about it.
0: There's so much magical stuff to that movie. Do you know about the lady, the Feed the Birds lady? No. I
2: mean, she okay. uh, he reappeared another one. in Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone 2. <laughs> Lost in <laughs> <him>. <laughs> The Feed the Birds lady. Yeah. She yeah. was... Yeah, kind, this kind of an really interesting
3: mentee mentor thing. A little weird. A little creepy in hindsight. Doesn't age well. But... Uh,
0: so she was like a famous actress when Walt Disney was growing up and he always in his head had her in the role. Like he wanted her to be the bird lady and couldn't find her. Couldn't find her. It turns out she was in a nursing home, basically like living out the end of her life. And Walt was like, I really want her in the movie. So agreed to pay for her care for the rest of her life, got her out of the nursing home. And she, she was able, like she had all kinds of dementia, but she was able to get out like the lines that she had for the feed the bird. And that's her last IMDB credit is the feed the birds lady. And she died not long after like that movie is really crazy. Interesting. Wow. Huh. So, and I, and
5: I
2: and my started mentor taught say, me that. Uh, I, I, started to say, I started to watch Saving Mr. Banks the other night, but I fell asleep during it. I started movie.
3: watching the trailer for it the other day and I fell asleep. It is. Man, <laughs> 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 so it might be my attention span. But this, so, someone actually briefly explained the premise to me, and I was out
1: <laughs> like a light. <laughs> so a Tom Hanks place.
3: What? I can't remember last Tom Hanks movie I stayed awake through.
0: I'm sorry. Can you guys, <laughs> Captain Phillips? Uh,
3: uh, listen, I read this in the news. Like, I don't need, I don't need two and a half hours of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, how are you going to do with the Mister Rogers movie? I mean, that is like slow on slow. Yeah, like, but I, I don't fall asleep during movies.
2: I fell, I, I put this one on at two in the morning, laying in bed. That's why well, I fell asleep during it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: But that's user. Right the around. only
2: other movie I can remember actually sleeping, like falling asleep during, was um, uh, the the Marvel Infinity War one. Like I, I, there's a lot going on there. I feel yeah. like
4: that's loud, a lot of action. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's like people blowing up and dying, and I, like, I woke up and
2: I was like, I don't know what all these is the what this video game is doing.
4: And oh, then we I talked went back about this. It's like you it, haven't watched any of them. You didn't even watch Black Panther. No, it made no sense. I was totally uninterested. You were, so I fell thought asleep. You thought you were culturally had your finger on the pulse of comics. Drag nah. yourself to Black Panther. I've fallen
0: asleep three times during three different uh, attempts to watch the movie Inception, and I've never finished it. I cannot get through really? that movie. Yeah, I can't. I just am out.
4: Well, it's about sleep. Well, it is about sleep. Maybe that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, Dumb, had some, I had some crazy dreams. Weirdly,
3: I had some crazy dreams. <laughs> um, okay. I promise it too for, I promise an update on a story that we've been really, uh, keeping our finger on the pulse of. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about the guy who got stranded out in the wilderness and survived by eating Taco Bell hot sauce packets that were left in his glove box. Um, uh-huh. uh, we followed up that Taco Bell was so pleased about this story making the rounds, probably mainly our podcast that they awarded this gentleman. Uh, As a punishment, uh, free Taco Bell for a year. Um, Now, a a new story has arrived that Taco Bell sauce has saved another life. Okay. Taco Bell hot sauce is basically like the opposite of death in uh, like the Final Destination movies. Like where it gets people into what these absurd Earth? situations, what? and I'll, that was the weirdest
0: pull you've done in I a long time. wait till you hear what happened. Movie Eddie. you going to go wait, 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 wait
3: till you hear what happened. Okay, All right. All right. so this guy in Florida, Winter
2: Haven, Florida, he's sitting there at the Taco Bell booth. Hey, that's Orlando. Just FYI, yeah. this is literally
0: down the road from us. You guys should go to the scene. Of course, it was Florida. We already knew. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. The the most Taco Bell per capita eaten of anywhere in the world. So this guy (laughs) is sitting there eating his Taco Bell and he's sitting at a booth right on the, you know, not far from a window. And he he decides, you know what? I need some hot sauce right this second. He gets up, walks to the front of the store, grab hot sauce. At that very moment, a car plows through the Taco Bell and lands Right and drives right through the table where the guy was just sitting, but he got up to get the Taco Bell hot sauce. The t- the hot sauce saved life. Turned out it was a seventy seven year old guy who uh, had just also eaten uh, Taco Bell. It was in that kind of Taco but post Taco Bell days. Um, Too and, much hot sauce. And he thought he had the car in reverse when in fact it was in drive and hit the gas yes. and Classic. drove right through it. Um, but the the hot sauce saved the guy's life. So that that's two confirmed lives <laughs> that we know of that were saved by Taco Bell hot sauce. I mean we don't know how many people have been killed. But by just toxic <laughs> intake, you know, that have, been, that have had lethal doses of hot sauce over their lifetime. But we do know it saved two lives. But the guy driving through, like putting it, he was fine, by the way. No one was hurt. Uh, so so we can laugh about this. But the 77 year old guy, that's my favorite visual gag, by the way, is what? to get on one of those little remote control carts at the store and drive mm-hmm. up to a big elaborate display and like, take a look at the item. Like, oh, this looks like a nice can of beans. I think I'll put this in the basket. Look behind you as if you're backing up from there, and then hit oh the gas God, and so jump dumb. right into it, and act all surprised and flustered when it happens. It's hilarious every time. So, I, uh, okay, every okay, how many every times? Have every you, time. <laughs> meaning you
2: saw it once on a Mister Bean movie right, right. when you were at 11. No, no, and no and
3: I'm talking about I do it every time. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> told you guys this. I haven't told you guys yeah. this. Is, I, don't, I don't walk in the grocery store anymore or Target. That I've, I've determined that if there are free motorized carts that no one ask any questions, no one ask if you're capable of just walking around the store that no one cares and no one asks. It's foolish to not, to not just take them every time. I didn't tell you guys this. I'm done walking. I'm done walking in stores. <laughs> if they have a motorized thing, I'm taking it. Like I've lived my whole life. Just walking around like a sucker when they got four of those things <laughs> so just sitting there charging all day. I'm dead serious. I'm not
4: even
2: joking what? around, Jesse. That is like taking a handicapped parking spot. Yeah. I mean, you those don't are, know who the next who the next customer is who might actually need it, and you're off joyriding on it. But what's needs One of those car, I'm not just, I'm, carts.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the person that needs the, the people got a difficult time walking. Older yeah, but folks? haven't they figured it?
0: Okay. Percent. I mean, I'm just quoting Jesse here. This is just what Jesse said to me. Yeah, Haven't they yeah. figured it out by the time they got to the motorized cart? Like, don't what? they already have their own cart or something? Uh, okay. Okay. I would say <laughs> I, I nope. had to
2: use one one time. Uh, I broke my foot and yeah. I had to go grocery shopping and I had an air cast and I couldn't push the cart around. So I had to drive around in one of those thingies. So if Jesse was off door riding, I wouldn't have been able to get my groceries.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm it's sure it's to I'm, walk from your car to the grocery st- into the front doors. It's something to have to walk up and down the aisles and get all your grocery shopping done. But right. here's the thing:
3: I've never been in a store and there's not like six of them just parked there. There's never just one left. There's not like four of them buzzing around the store. No one ever uses them. No one. They just sit there wasted. And listen, those were bought on profits from stuff that I had previously purchased. Like it's factored into the price of the
4: stuff that I'm buying <laughs> that day. you think you deserve to use one? I <laughs> think I'm entitled taxes? to I,
3: I didn't say to serve. I said entitled. If I want to <laughs> use it, I have just as much of right as anyone. That's why I don't use self-checkout. I'm not doing somebody's job for them. I'm not. If they gave me a discount or they paid me, then I would do I, self-checkout. If I'm not doing that. I'm driving my cart up lazily. I'm all
2: about self checkout. I don't have to make any chit chat or eye contact with any other humans. Oh,
0: man. I can mind my neither, own business. Neither do I. Listen. Some of the stores you, are doing pickup now, so I can just order it online. Oh, you, yeah. Just oh, it's the it's everything you want. I, I I I load up
3: my cart. I uh uh drive to the very front of the longest line at a cash register. And point to my back and just say, "Gotta get out of here, guys! Gotta get out of here!" Cut right to the front, throw everything on the conveyor belt, bing, bang, boom. I'm done. I just sat there and chilled out the whole time. Cameron, suckers. Cameron, you, suckers, you, sh- Cameron, you suckers shared a couple- walking a mile around with
0: an arm full of milk. Cameron, you shared a couple years ago that you like had a you, you, like a, a like you would just go into a hotel and you'd never yeah. have to talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I changed my loyalty. Like I changed hotels to be the, at the same hotel so that i could do oh. that it's unbelievable just SPG walk right in. in never a human it's, being i never interact with anyone that's I, wild
2: when i travel i headphones go on at the airport here and yeah. then they go off in my hotel room i haven't spoken to nor looked at another human the entire time the rental car what company the hotel everything oh. it's all automatic i don't have to talk to want. anybody. what it's is wrong me. with you people what is wrong <laughs> you? you guys you guys are getting on me for ta-
3: for taking advantage of a free service <laughs> offered to every customer. You won't even you won't even talk to another human? Like mine's victimless. You are depriving <laughs> everyone that you encounter of a lovely conversation. Can we, can we like I've gone out with him and I'm making small talk to just yeah. ran- random people that we're encountering with the guy behind the, you know, cash register or just, you yeah. know, chit-chatting here and there with with whomever the day may bring across my path. And he looks at me like, what are you doing? Like what are you what doing, doing right? Jesse? We talked about people.
4: this because we're we're on the same page on this. We like the layover. Oh, I love the, the layover on, on a flight. Ugh. On a flight, if you got you give me a you give me an hour in an airport, I'll I'll find a I'll make a new friend. Oh, I make oh. I, I make a, friends thing. every layover. God. like oh, you know,
3: I'll text you you know next time
1: we're stuck in Baltimore. <laughs>
2: You're like Kramer in that Seinfeld episode where he, the whole time they're in the, uh, the lounge and he's like, I got gambling buddies and stuff like by the end of it, you know? And
4: yeah. what's wrong with that? What's wrong? Yeah. Man, you guys, you, got so you guys are so weird. Every city in the United States. You guys are, are so weird. in the US.
3: Creating relationships with other people in similar circumstances. <laughs> what a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I feel like this way, Jesse. I, <laughs> I
4: provide
0: the world with two to four hours of recorded thoughts every single week from me. Yeah. You know what I'd like back? Just complete silence. I would like them absolutely <laughs> to leave me alone.
3: What is wrong with you? Listen, I record just as much, if not more, all the time. And I yeah. still got plenty of gas in the tank.
0: For, <laughs> yeah, but you,
3: have,
1: you have an
0: endless hole. There's some hole you're trying to fill in your heart. <laughs> there's there's, something,
1: you know, you there's, there's
3: something wrong with you. You're trying to fill a hole in your heart with other people. Oh, right. man, that's so yeah, terrible. With, yes, agree, with relationships with other people, you yeah, sick person, you need such help. There is a hole that you only fill with God and other people. What a an <laughs> <a> unhealthy weirdo.
1: <laughs> me, on the other hand,
3: me, on the other hand, I like my privacy, silence, and escape of uh, yeah. you know music and headphones, so I don't have to have the, the crippling social anxiety of actually yeah. conversing with a fellow human who might need my perspective on something. I'm 100%. the I'm the sick one, Eddie. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. You got it. That's exactly what I'm saying.
3: I talked to Amen. every Uber driver. I talked. I took an Uber oh, last no. week, and I, I talked to him literally from the moment he picked me up at Cameron's no. house at four forty five. Ended oh. with a firm handshake. Hey, good luck with stuff.
0: You know, <laughs> talked the whole thing. 100%. Great guy. That's what I want. Daniel. Oh, I want I, Lyft or Uber to be able to make a setting in their app that just says, "Yes, I love talking." Uh, let's talk a little bit or no, I like a silent ride. I want that setting so that when yeah. they pick me up, they look at it and it just says Eddie, no talking. And we just have a nice well, silent I ride. Can, like, I talk they, the entire time. You can time.
2: see with, with, your, with the driver that you get now, it'll say like, you can read the notes that people True. leave about them and it's yeah. like, great conversationalist. And I'm like, oh no. No, no, like, no. I, can I cancel this ride? <laughs> can I like I get another one? No, no. I wish, I wish we could do that. It's, like, you, you know, you're like that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry
3: refuses to be friends with someone because he's already got his limit of friends, which is three. And <laughs> and like, listen, I my heart has enough
2: room for a lot of people.
3: And if I encounter you out there in the world, there's a spot for you there and we might have a good convo, you know? And that's
2: why Jesse won't do the self-checkout.
4: Okay. What do you have, Tyler? All right. All right. I got So, you know, on this podcast, this, this. Let's start here this isn't a political podcast. No, we all know that we don't talk. We don't, we don't like to get into the, into the to the to messy politics in here. Right. Right. Because we like to say about, you know, you got other politics podcasts for that. So I don't want to get that. this isn't going to be divisive or anything like that. I okay. promise. But Which means it will certainly be divisive. We're this ready. is a podcast. You only writing. qualify.
3: You only qualify something with that. And, and he's going to, he's going to say some radical fringe political ideology, right? Now. This is, <laughs> this is about right and wrong.
1: This isn't about, this isn't, this is, this isn't about get, politics. Get this it. isn't about partisan. Get to it. This isn't Tommy. me.
4: I'm not going to start waving my flag here, and none of us are going to do that. We're all going to do the same thing. This is just about something that is objectively concerning about a contender for the presidency in this country that I think we all need to be aware of. Oh, oh. And I'm not yeah, seeing but, people talk about this. But I, I want to be brought to let life. Let me
3: talk for- about what I think are the real merits. of of socialism. Here we go. Not (laughs)
4: political.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the points of my new green deal. Let me hear
4: it. (laughs) This is not, this is not, no, you guys are already getting, you're getting more, you're getting, you're the ones making this political. I'm not trying to talk politics here. I'm trying to keep this to a objective standard of right and wrong. Something we all believe in. Something we all acknowledge is real. There's objective truth. Morality is, is is something that exists outside of ourselves and in a, in a actual Serious candidate for the presidency in 2020 has violated now, the standard. Now, the Robert single Mueller. payer insurance theory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I think we're all familiar with Cory Bucker, yeah. senator from New Jersey, yes, former yeah. mayor of Newark. Seems like a really nice guy, right? He yeah. seems nice. He said, I, I like the guy. I liked the guy until oh. I started combing through. Uh, I was, I was, this was brought to light uh, some Some tweets, some old tweets. Twitter is going to get you. This is how this is how they get you. old. Tweet, we got to delete your tweets now. Delete your tweets while there's still time. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Back in uh, 2009, is where we're starting. Ten years ago, Corey Booker. Tw- this is just a tweet. This is just a tweet. He does. He said, "Sleep and I broke up a few nights ago. I'm dating coffee now. She's hot."
1: Oh, oh no. wow! Right. Okay, oh, no. so that's uh, that's bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's
4: it's not good. But
3: it's, it, but it's to be fair, to be egregious. fair, that's ten years ago. People are still figuring out what it's, Twitter's supposed to it's do. It's ten
4: years ago. That was early Twitter. He's casting some it's material. Not funny. It, it's a joke. It's not funny. But I know the bar is different for politicians. You kind of like. You, you could, I, could let it, I could let it slide. But okay. you understand that hot
0: has two meanings in that I joke. Yeah, so I, I, I get it. I get the. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh. Okay.
1: Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, I in, in
1: 2009, he didn't translate. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I get that now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it. It was 2009. It was early. Yeah. Okay. She's, you know, she's
3: 2000,
4: rich
1: 2000, and hot.
3: Yeah. We'll 2015.
4: Two yeah. 2015 yeah. yeah. 2015. Sleep and I broke up. <gasps> I'm dating coffee now. No. She is hot. Oh, no. 2017, nope. I broke up with sleep last night and I'm dating coffee this morning. I appreciate her warmth and stimulating company. Wait, 2013, what? No, on Earth. sleep and I broke up. No. I'm back with coffee. She is hot. 2012, no. I had another fight with sleep. We broke up again. So I'm back with coffee now. She is hot. 2012 again. <laughs> oh, wow. Sleep and I broke up tonight. I'm now dating what Coffee. She Earth. is hot. 2009 had another fight with Sleep tonight. What is going I on? I left her and I'm <laughs> hanging out with my smoldering love, Coffee. And tonight she is hot. 2010. No, mean no. Mean old no. Sleep left me for another dude. <laughs> no. I'm with Coffee now and she's got an attitude. 2011. Okay, that was a 2012. 2010, 2012 again. No, yeah. guys, is he on some sort of social
0: platform that automatically like tries to retweet his stuff? <laughs> like, what is happening? These no, are all
4: variations. He... These aren't the same tweet. This is this is the same joke right. no, that's told right. different the ways. Same bad joke. Over not funny jokes. Is, okay. is
0: there a chance he has like a really sly sense of humor and he totally gets the whole thing and like thinks this is his
1: meme? Yeah, like every, his meme every, every, Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No, Literally
0: every Thursday,
2: Monday Thursday, I tweet just another romantic Monday, Right. You know, great, every great year. joke, you yeah. get it. Yeah. Every year. I know it's terrible. Yeah. It doesn't make it's not funny. And I do right. it every year because yeah. it's the Letterman thing. I'm gonna beat that thing right. into the ground yeah. for the rest of
0: my life. Every Christmas, happen. I tweet "Merry Christmas" to only my verified followers. It's the same joke. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing yeah, I no. say about Christmas. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's but good. this isn't
4: no. that. This is not no. the no. same. This this isn't aware enough. Fully <laughs> totally aware. No, no. Yeah.
2: He really thinks he's come up with gold, and he no. is mining yeah. now. And, like, well. and I
3: like to think that he. <laughs> so I mean, like, he's like.
1: I, th- that is awful, I may have
3: tweeted this before and he's like, nah, this is fresh. This <laughs> oh is, my like, God, yeah, I, I like good. to think he still thinks good. he made it up the fresh that time. Every time. To, to, oh, two right. observations about this, Tyler. Yeah, First yeah. off, you're right. This exempts him from being the next president of the United States. We I should have disqualifying.
4: have
3: Disqualifying. You want, you want a man who would tweet this over and over again <laughs> for most of a decade to have uh, in his possession the keys to the nuclear arsenal. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. It's not right. they, the second Don't thing I, is I think he needs to be called before Congress to answer for this.
1: This is, <laughs> this is,
3: this is a congressional hearing. <laughs> An
4: FBI uh, investigation into the, this is his, this I is, this is, this I is his access Hollywood moment. It's, it's very, he needs to answer. I need, we needed some answers about this. The American people deserve it. Uh, yeah. I can't, I, I can't, I can't wrap uh, my head is, around That it. is
0: vexing. I, I really am going to think about all day. What was going through his head. I mean, because you're right, it wasn't the Letterman-esque, like no.
4: meta thing where he this gets not, that it's silly. This sorry. was not the like I keep doing it until people pick up on it. Yeah, there's too much time in between. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and and too many of them. I mean, two
2: in the same year. I mean, it's like, what did he snap or does he really have that bad of a sense of humor? That's crazy. That's crazy. Now I can't stop thinking about this and Bert. Oh man,
4: there's a lot happening. Two two big things, and I don't want to. You know, I, I people of New Jersey obviously got got some fondness for them and and court booker he's he seems like a, he seems nice but that's the ones you got to watch out for the most yeah uh, nice something, something's wrong nice here. doesn't qual. nice doesn't cover up uh, one right doesn't erase a wrong and this is a pretty significant for some reason this
3: so, seems this seems treasonous to me like this seems <laughs> this seems really beyond the pale i don't i don't this man cannot be an elected official you know
0: no. all right what do you have eddie Well, I think one of my favorite moments ever that I've had as part of the relevant podcast was actually a moment that I wasn't physically at, but got to participate as an online troll. And it was when Jesse was doing Trapped in the Cage. And uh, when he's trapped in the cage, uh, it turned into this all night weird kind of banter between those that were actually in the studio and those who were around the world watching and listening and helping raise money. And it was really fun. And I would say my favorite part of it was when somebody uh posted Chandler's phone number. I did and Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. Somebody yeah. Chandler's brother posted <laughs> yeah. his his so it was kind of
2: a mentor mentee exercise. <laughs> right. I'm going hey, to the right ladies now. in the Facebook chat. It was like two in the morning, two thirty. I was later. Than oh, that. yeah. Three in the morning. We just got talking about Chandler's availability. And their availability and I decided to make the love connection and put his phone number, his cell phone number on the internet. No and problem. uh he woke up to forty three messages.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The next so yep. very soon and then I got up, I see it, people are starting to share it, everybody is just typing out four oh seven nine five two 4 so everybody's, everybody's putting Chandler's numbers so that you can call or text him. No big deal. Well, similarly, um, earlier this month, March 6th, to be correct, Chris Ferry... Uh, got a text on his phone and said, Hey, man, did you see the billboard? It turns out that Chris's sons every year play a little prank on their dad and they rented out billboard space in New Jersey. And it was just a small town in New Jersey. It wasn't like you know by the airport or anything. It was just a small town in New Jersey. And they thought their idea was, OK, my dad will drive by it. They'll see his face on it and see his phone number and he'll get a couple texts from friends. And all the billboard said was, Wish my dad a happy birthday. Love your sons. And then it posted in big, huge numbers uh his phone number and a picture of the dad so the dad gets the text that says hey did you see this the dad goes and takes a picture of it sends it to the sons the sons post it and as you can imagine it goes totally viral um he started it basically like bricked his phone he started getting tens of thousands of calls from all over the world philippines kenya luxembourg ireland guatemala nepal australia and yesterday uh gainesville florida let's hear it a happy birthday Hey, where are you calling from? Yes, sir. I'm calling from Gainesville, Florida. I'm actually on a on the relevant podcast, and I'm in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm calling from. Where are you?
1: I am visiting family in uh, Boynton Beach.
0: Oh, that's so nice. How many yeah. how many calls have you gotten? Uh, I I've had over two hundred thousand calls and texts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> this is day 12. How is it? I mean, are, are you going to be able to keep this number?
1: No, it's, I already have a new phone. I, oh, yeah, I you're done. <laughs> yeah, <worked> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That, Remember, good
1: occasionally to- I just pick it up to have a little bit of fun and talk. I just, nice to call. Yeah, cool. What do your podcast play at?
0: Yeah, well, it's called the Relevant Podcast, and we play all over the world. So. Um, a bunch of people will be. We share uh, stories every single week of things that are interesting. And when I saw that your, I guess it's your sons, pranked you.
1: Well, I'm looking at him right now. I'm going to give him the bill for my new phone. Oh
0: yeah, you really should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really
0: should. <laughs> well, happy birthday. I know it was on Sunday, but I hope you had a nice birthday. Your sons sound like amazing guys.
1: Yeah, they are. I'm yeah. very proud of them. So yes, well, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't miss. Don't care.
0: Yeah, right, go gators, thank you so much. It was nice nice meeting you, Mr. Ferry. That's crazy. So again, that's four oh seven nine five two Chandler.
3: Cameron Eddie. Did you hear what he said though? Sometimes they just answer just to have a little fun and talk to somebody.
1: Is <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. a weird concept really, for you guys? Listening
5: <laughs> listen
2: to this, I put my head on the table. It was so awkward. This is Scott's Tots for me.
0: Just oh, like, hearing, oh, what? I hated it. That was pleasant. Could you tell how, how uncomfortable I was. I hated oh, yeah. doing it, but I also uh, was you like. did
4: sound uncomfortable, but he sounded. He was having a good time. He was perfect. It was short. Oh, but he he loves it. You don't have to go. You're not going to have to, like, help him pay his taxes or anything like that. You're just talking to him.
3: <laughs> what made you uncomfortable about that, Cameron? That was a pleasant conversation with a lovely gentleman stranger. on his stranger.
2: birthday.
0: The yeah. lovely stranger.
2: <laughs> with a stranger. Just calling a stranger. It'd be like talking to somebody at an
4: airport lounge during a layover. I mean, who does that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Well, to I a mean... a lovely could-
4: conversation on the way back from Florida last week. <laughs> I met a nice couple. I'm just
0: absolutely shocked, though, that after he's had this up for so long, I mean, I yeah. called him on the 18th the, this story has been, I mean, when you look it up, it's everywhere. Every major news outlet. He's yeah. got to be getting a call every second. How and many times just,
3: did you call before he
0: like picked up? First time. I literally dialed the number and oh he picked Lord. up. He's like, hey, Billboard dad. And I was like,
4: hold on. I got to hit record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I hit record and then we started the conversation. So Billboard, dad. I also
4: like that he sounded like, like. He sounded sort of like Mark Wahlberg's father. I was going to say he sounded like a like, disaffected meat packer. Yeah. It was I, like, I, I, hey, I,
3: how you doing? Yeah. The first thing I thought is this guy's in the mafia. This guy. Oh, <laughs> you, you, he's that guy. He's a wise guy. He's a made man. You just spoke to Eddie. Yeah.
0: So anyhow, great prank. Really cool guy. And thank you, Mr. Ferry for being on the show that's it
3: we need to we need to put uh this is a little uh editor's note chandler if you can make a note make sure you put uh in the title kim walker smith and billboard dad because we did have two guests this episode
2: (laughs) big big deal there you go all right that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next kim walker smith joins us listening to our next guest, Kim Walker Smith. The song is Throne Room. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Taco Cat with grains of salt. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly, Eddie. Quip is a better electric electric (laughs) toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. People brush too hard... And some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. So Quip's sensitive sonic vibrations are gentle enough on your gums. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. So a built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides. You know, and three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. And that's why Quip brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. That's why I love Quip and use Quip and have for a couple years now. And that's also why Quip is backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash relevant. Uh, right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's so your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash relevant. Go do it. Well, Kim Walker-Smith is best known as a worship leader with Jesus Culture, but in her debut book called Brave Surrender... She opens up about her painful upbringing and how she overcame shame and fear to find a deep healing in God. Our very own Tyler Daswick recently spoke to Kim about the book and her story, uh, and and it was for a uh, piece in the Newest Relevant. Actually, Thank that's you. right. Welcome, Daz. Thank you. Uh, tell hey, us Daz. about the conversation.
6: Uh, the Conversation was great. This uh, this book, Brave Surrender, is uh, was all about Kim's uh, transformation from someone who was uh, really she really defined herself by trauma and abuse and all these external hurts that were going on in her life to someone who's defined by her relationship with God, kind of her path to mm-hmm. this amazing worship leader that we know now. And our conversation, what I was really hopeful to capture was what exactly did all of that change look like? Um, and so that's where I started. I literally asked Kim, could you introduce me to the person you were before who didn't know Jesus. And uh, I, I love the way she talked about herself. Here's what she said.
5: Kim Walker before Jesus is a Kim that um, really wanted to put on a mask and show you um, whatever she thought you wanted to see. So uh, if, if you need a good student, she's a good student. If you need someone who can be um, lively and excited and get the crowd going, she can be that. And if you need, um, someone who can be kind and gracious and whatever, she can be that. But, uh, under, but when you get around her, you feel this edginess, like at any moment, something could burst out and eat you alive. And it's just a little bit scary. And and that's the anger that's like bubbling underneath the surface.
6: Pretty intense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I don't, I don't dive into, I don't, I, we don't need to get like really deep into like Enneagram nerd talk here, but that sounds like a uh-huh. very nine statement. If you're familiar with that, that mm-hmm. idea, like I'll be any, whatever anybody wants to be, just don't get mad at me. Um, which is how, uh, how I, when I, I'm a nine too. And you get, you get really unhealthy in that because you, you lose all sense of yourself and you just get feel a lot of tension inside because you're trying to keep everybody happy by adapting to what they, you think their expect expectations are. Yeah. yeah I was, was going to say that about you, Tyler. The, the, other thing, you're not
3: wrong. the other thing that's interesting about that, too, is, you know, at the end of the day, she said when, you know, there was a moment to be, like, transparent or real or authentic with herself, she was defined herself by anger, which I don't think anyone who's mm. listened to any of your music or listened to Jesus' culture would associate sure. anger as the emotion that's being expressed. So it's interesting that that's how she kind of felt her true self really was, was someone who's really struggling with anger.
6: Yeah, and and that... uh directly affects her first encounter with Jesus. She kind of applies all of that anger and hurt to what she's hearing about God. You hear this, you're going through all of this hardship and you hear, oh, God has a plan. God's in control. And it's very natural, I think, to question, like, what are you supposed to do with all of that? How are you supposed to reconcile that? And it paints a pretty difficult picture of Jesus. And here's how she illustrated that.
5: The older I grew and the the more kind of, comprehension of God and his vastness I suddenly had this realization of you are God and if you could do anything um, you could stop these things from happening to me and so mm. a lot of my anger and my pain started to turn towards him and it it started with you're letting these things happen to me and and turned into um, you don't love me, you don't care about me, and then turned into um, I was a mistake, and I shouldn't have been born. and why did you even let me be born? Why am I even here? why why are you uh, putting me through this?
6: it's It's intense, but I think in a strange way, thinking about it, lashing out like that is the only way you can really feel empowered in mm. a situation like that. It's weirdly understandable. Mm.
3: Yeah, it does seem like in that, like, almost like reclaiming the power of like, no, I get to feel this. You know what I mean? Like, Right. And but again, I feel like that's so interesting because I've never I never would have thought that about her, you know, as someone who's mainly experienced her through her music, which seems to be so focused on grace and adoration and, you know, kind of.
0: Right, yeah, it's almost like her music is the resolve of the thought mm. she's expressing to daz right now like yeah like Ooh. but i also appreciate that she's saying that because it's I, I mean i it's good to have permission yet again that it's okay to be just blatantly angry at god and not and not just like take everything at face value and like god can handle that anger and obviously can work in and through it so really
6: yeah something. i like her yeah yeah. And uh, and Kim starts to sort of move toward uh, exactly what you're talking about, Eddie, that kind of reconciliation. And I really love the way that she phrased her growth and maturity coming out of that period. Let's listen.
5: It was as if um, I'm standing and looking at, at God, at Jesus, and, and there's this veil between us, and I can see through to the other side and see him, and I want to be with him, but I can't get there because of this veil between us and I I suddenly knew and understood that that was my demand for answers and I had to essentially humble myself and lay down my pride and it didn't matter what I thought I deserved um, because humility says that doesn't matter Um, But also, the thing that helped me to be able to lay that down was my hunger. Suddenly, my hunger and my desperation for freedom and for God outweighed my demand for the answers. So suddenly, I just wanted God more than I wanted the answers.
6: I think that summarizes one of the hardest things about faith, admitting you're just Never going to know. And coming from Kim Walker Smith, this perceived super Christian, I thought that was pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a pretty profound insight making that because I feel like a lot of people may never make that revelation and connect those dots, you know, that. You know, what they actually want isn't answers, but God, you know, they, mm. they, they're never, I feel like there's a lot of people that never cross that kind of intellectual barrier of saying, oh, what I'm really looking for isn't necessarily the answers to the questions I have. Or, you know, I want to know the reason why these things happen to me. What I want is God. You know, I feel like just to be able to make that leap is pretty profound, you know, and, and to be able to yeah. articulate it like that.
6: Yeah, and and I think uh, it, it led to this really cool part of the conversation uh, where Kim kind of laid out this call to action for the church to engage with this tension more. Here's what she said.
5: You give your life to Jesus, and yeah, you experience love, and you experience freedom and joy and hope, Like especially like that first po- point of conversion. There's just this exuberance and this um, just so— Happy at what you've just found and and what has just found you, um, but the reality is that there is a process after that that you you come to him and he forgives you and makes you clean. But sometimes we still have baggage and we still have mindsets that are just ingrained in us from whatever we've walked through before him, and we 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 come with these things that that need healed and fixed and changed, and and that is the whole point of of why we need redemption. That is that is why Jesus came he didn't he didn't come and and lay down his life for a, a moment with us, a conversion experience. But he laid down his life so that we could have a lifetime of relationship and this constant evolving and changing and growing with him, becoming more like him. And that that's what the 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 restoration is. That's what he came to do. That's heaven on earth, that's the kingdom of God. On Earth, it's it's us, His people, being restored completely, one hundred percent, in His likeness, back to what it was always meant to be, and that is that's a journey and a process, and we need more people in the church to talk openly about that.
6: This made me want to ask you guys. I'm I'm a little bit newer to uh, the Christian world than than many of you, and. And so I was curious, how have y'all seen Christians engage with this conversation about redemption and growth being a continual process, even kind of past that conversion moment that Kim's getting at? How does the church kind of talk about this? I, I think it's evolved.
3: And I think a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people, the big, like, jumping off point of, you know, maybe even like the deconstruction, reconstruction process is when they realize that, like, there is no, like faith isn't about some magic prayer that you know gets you on the right side of eternity you know that faith is a process that you can grow and and kind of you know really try to achieve like the mind of Christ to really to to, to understand mm. to be you know the, to literally that you decrease so that he increases so that you learn that it's a constant journey of becoming less of yourself and more of him that you become more of a vessel for him. I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, that's like the big aha moment of like, Oh, this isn't just like a magic prayer where I don't have to go to hell anymore. This is something Mm. where I'm literally in the process of being made a new creation, you know? Um, And that process of making something new, even when God created the entire universe, he did it over a period of time. It wasn't just a finger snap. It was, you know, different periods and i think that growth process i think when people understand that's what christianity is more like than some just you know magic trick that's really a profound moment for a lot of people
0: Daz, i feel like i've seen it a lot with like um generationally within the church like the the and and again this is a a broad brush, but the younger generation of Christians appear to like, if they're going to engage in this, they're going to do it honestly. And so there seems to be a very open, comfortable conversation with here are things that are not as they should be. I mean, it's basically the arc that she just, you know, spoke about. I question, I wrestle with God. I'm angry. I understand God's redemption. And then I repeat the whole cycle again. Whereas in maybe older churches. And again, I want to be careful because there are a lot of awesome, woke older churches, but in churches where, (laughs) um, you know, our older generations, I think that sometimes there's just a fear to have that kind of honesty, a fear to have that kind of, um, that kind of truth that like, sometimes I do doubt. Sometimes I feel very distant and sometimes I don't understand God's grace. And then sometimes I feel it being restored and revealed. And like to, I think there's just a hesitancy to really talk about what it means to live a life as a Christian, which is not all just linear. It's very cyclical. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Yep. Well, it's a fascinating article uh in the new issue of relevant. You all should go read it. Uh it's available in uh newsstands nationwide, but you can also view the whole issue at relevant Um it's awesome to see somebody like you said, she's just kind of a super Christian. Yeah. You know, open up about uh, uh, vulnerability and her new book is great and does that it comes out I think in a couple of weeks right in uh-huh. early April her new book comes out so make sure to get that and then also uh, check out the article that Daz wrote uh, uh, with Kim Walker-Smith and the new issue thanks man thanks that. Yeah, thanks for
1: having thanks, me thanks Tyler alright
2: stay tuned up next it's our listener of the week
7: love God, but find religion troublesome? If the church has you feeling like an outsider, Optimisfits is here to change that. In his new book, Ben Corson leads a rebellion against the culture of religiosity and vanilla flavored Christianity. Too many people die in their 20s and are buried in their 70s. And too many people exist, but don't actually live. Optimisfits makes a way for outsiders and misfits to give up on going through the motions and embrace a new approach to life by living out a courageous optimism. Your days of uninspired faith are over. Join Ben Corson and live a life as an optimist fit. Optimist Fits is available wherever
0: books are sold. You're
2: listening to Glad. song is Careless. It, it, I, I think I pronounced it right. It's G-L-O-D, but the O has that slash through it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Careless. Okay, it is time for... You listen to the show and it's mm-hmm. time to
1: get to know you. It's a Listener of the Week.
2: It's time for our Listener of the Week. Okay, Jesse, tell us who, uh, who you have chosen this week to join us. On the line today is Kayla O'Brien. And Kayla... O'Brien. Oh wow! Oh, Brian, it's uh, very uh, apropos of St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, Kayla, how did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day?
8: Um, well, my son was sick, so we just stayed on the couch all day.
0: Oh, oh bummer! So uh, <laughs> <laughs> where are where you uh, where are you calling this from, Kayla? Potato famine classic. <laughs>
8: um, from Oakland, Maryland.
0: Oakland, Maryland.
2: Oakland, Maryland. That's mm-hmm. a
0: made-up city. Where do you real.
2: real. <laughs> that cannot be real. Is that is uh are crabs popular up there?
8: No, we're actually all the way on the western side, basically West Virginia.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, so the nice part of Maryland.
3: Other than other yeah. than telling people you say you're from Oakland and then clarifying that it's Oakland, Maryland, what is the most interesting thing about about living in Oakland?
8: Uh, well, we have a lake here that a lot of people from like Baltimore and DC come up to. Yeah. So you could do that. Hold, um, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm so sorry
0: to interrupt. I'm so sorry to interrupt. My, uh, this is Eddie. It's nice to meet you. But the most nice in, to meet your, you. your leadoff fact was that there's a lake in your city that <laughs> other people come to. <laughs>
8: That's uh. basically all we have. Yep.
1: <laughs> Pretty Cool place. Well, yes. 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 There's, yes. Yes. there's yes. this low part
2: there's a low part in the land where water sits.
3: And, <laughs> and,
8: oh,
2: wow. Kayla, Kayla, I have a question
3: though. This is something that yes. you, you know, i I'm a sports fan, right? Yeah. So are mm-hmm. you a fan of like the the Orioles or like the Wizards or like the regional teams? Or are you all about Oakland? Like, oh, yeah. are you a teams. fan of the Warriors and the Raiders and the, Raiders so, and the A's? Because I feel like you do live in Oakland. You could get away with it.
8: No, I'm actually a Pittsburgh everything fan, except for college, which is WVU.
1: Oh. Interesting. Oh. Did you grow up in
8: Pittsburgh? No.
1: Well, then it's then actually two and, sense. and a half
8: hours away. It's just the closest <laughs> sports teams. <laughs>
3: It's a cl- so the closest in proximity to Oakland's Big
2: Lake is Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, she the three facts that she sent in about herself which we would like you we'll go through them and you can expound on them. Uh, the first one you said I totaled my dad's truck and knocked out electricity for miles.
8: Uh-huh. What happened? Yeah. Um so I was coming home from work one night. Um actually he was the reason why I had his truck was he was going to go pick up my new car. <laughs> So that, that makes the story even more sad. Oh, that's really t- um, bummer. so how, was, how long ago
4: was this? Like what, <laughs> like, were you in high school? Oh uh,
8: yeah, I was, I just graduated high school. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, it was the time of night where it was just starting to get icy, but like you couldn't really see if it was icy. So I was going down this Hill and there's this really sharp turn. Um, so I was going around the turn and the truck started fishtailing. Oh, no. What? So I just kept going back and forth. And luckily, there was no car. But I ran into a telephone pole. Luckily, the telephone pole was there because then I would have ran through a house. Otherwise,
3: can I ask one question yeah. before we continue? When I picture a town like Oakland, that's, you know, it's a lake <laughs> town, small town. Seems lake like town, good people yeah. up there. Yeah. I picture they call it dead man's curve. And just everyone knows <laughs> the 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 bend in the road you're referring to. Does it have a cool name like that?
8: there's no there's no
3: cool name i'm sorry a lot okay. of the roads up here are are twisting and turning okay okay all <laughs> right it's so, not a so special hit, twist so it's not dead man's curve over by lookout point where the high no. school is going. okay
8: gotcha. <laughs> no sadly it's not i by should name collie. it
1: that
8: though <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> by <the> quarry
3: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: so so you knock out power did did like were people upset about this
2: losing power uh, because of your reckless driving well it's clearly uh, cold too so I guess you guys have gas heat, right?
8: Uh, yes. Okay. And wood stoves. Um, but I knocked it out. The people presiding really? probably are warm because I caught the trees on fire. So.
2: Oh, wow. What? Um, <laughs> wow. That's quite.
3: You called the trees on fire. And how, you know, you, you mentioned wood stoves. How prevalent are chimney sweeps? Is that a big business out <laughs> yes. there in Oakland?
8: <laughs> I guess so. I mean, they come to our house once a year. So.
2: <laughs> Do you
8: finance <laughs> that? Are you able to pay
2: all at once? Yeah. Okay. Second, that's that's tragic. It's terrible. Were you okay after the wreck? Yeah, I mean you lit the forest on fire and totaled (laughs) a truck.
8: I was fine. My whole left side was pretty bruised up, and I had a cast on my um, wrist, but. When, I was fine other than
2: that. When you went to the grocery store after that accident, did you use the motorized cart or did you hobble around on your own power? Mm-hmm. You know, they're free oh, to I use hobbled too. around.
8: I didn't want to draw any more attention than there already was. So yeah. yeah. yeah and sure. you want to leave because it for people. were you people, like a
2: local celebrity
3: at that point? Everyone in Oakland knew, hey, there's Kayla who oh, yeah. knocked out power the other night. Caused that <laughs> big wildfire. at <laughs> dead
2: man's ter- uh, curve, yeah. Down oh, no, by the tur- Yeah. Everyone at you- lookout
3: points talking about it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> how,
8: dad, how
4: was dad's car? Was it totaled? Yeah.
8: Oh, it was totaled, yeah. It's gone, he totaled. was kind of upset because that was like, He's wanting a truck his whole life, and that was his first truck. And so when he pulled oh. up, I was in tears because I was like, "I'm so sorry, I wrecked your truck." He's like, "I'm no, I'm so glad that you're okay."
1: Oh, yeah,
5: but
0: I'm going to tell yeah. you, as a father of daughters, inside yeah. he was still like seriously man.
3: about that truck i've been <laughs> waiting for this truck, my truck. well guess who guess who now now i gotta pay the insurance premium guess who's not getting a chimney sweep this year <laughs> <laughs> our financing we're not
2: in good standing with the chimney sweeps. So. all right your second fact says uh my freshman year of band camp i won the gong show in a very interesting way do tell
8: hmm. yeah so every year they have the gong show which is uh, back toward the end of band camp. And if you win the gong show, then all the seniors are nice to you that entire year. So that was wait, my goal. Wait, hold, so, on, dude, on, that hold on. One hold on. Here. <laughs> we
1: got it.
4: The award, got
3: the award for winning a gong show for an entire camp full
0: of musicians. Is that you're treated that people, like a human.
3: Is that people won't bully you? <laughs> yeah, That's
0: you're the an, award. Your dignity is affirmed if yeah. you win.
8: yeah basically so that was my goal and my instructors because i was in color guard my instructors told me the grosser the better so i was like okay so luckily i was in last place and everybody else was like trying to belch the abcs and dancing i was like these people are stupid so i Mm. got up there and was like i'm gonna lick the bottom of my shoe and i did that they're like you win so (laughs) that was the easiest thing i've ever won but I like I
0: like that on on your scale of what is and is not stupid like <laughs> burping the ABCs was so dumb but licking so the bottom dumb. of your shoe earns you the respect of your peers your senior year so that's awesome <laughs> not, not
3: just oh. not yeah. just the respect of peers but people much older and wiser than you it's like <laughs> she's thinking creatively she licked the bottom of her shoe in front of all Can of I us I, that,
4: and that I, took that and that won the whole that, that took home the cake that I, was I, it I have yep. a question
0: I've always wanted to ask this but you're the first color guard person I've ever spoken to is there like um, is there like a weird vibe between color guard and then people that play instruments or like <laughs> color guard and people that throw uh, batons because it feels like you're all in the same group but you're pretty different
8: i wouldn't say there's a weird vibe we're just yeah we're pretty different we have our own we had our own section of the bus and <laughs> you know I, mean, I don't know oh my I gosh
2: i don't, I don't <laughs> I don't think that's allowed in America in 2019. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a big buses. fan of the baton throwers because a lot of the,
3: see, it seems like, because I always like key in right on them at like a oh, halftime yeah. show, you know, at a, at a high school or college football game and about three quarters of them look like they were plucked from the audience. I've never done this before. Like yeah. they are just hucking that baton as far as they can run to catch it and don't even come close.
0: The hard part with being a flag twirler is when you drop that thing, Everybody knows. Like with the baton, <laughs> yep. they can quickly just sweep it up off the ground and keep yeah. going. And maybe they didn't get. But you are just taking a huge red, white, and blue flag and just throwing it on the field. What? What, what was your instrument, Kayla? No, no, no. It was Baton. It was flag. Oh, it was flag. Color guard. Flag. What did yeah. you do Rifle. at band camp then? Great question. <laughs> like,
3: that seems like it seems like <laughs> it seems like all the instruments they I, was, got full, I was keeping quiet
4: because I got a full schedule. something Let, I was supposed like, to know I, but didn't.
3: If I'm the oboe or the snare guy, it's like they got a full day of activities. Wrist exercises, cleaning the reeds, you know, uh, circular breathing. They got a whole docket for the flags. You're like, circular all right, you guys hear your flags? You, you swing
8: them around?
1: <laughs> what did you spend your days doing? Do. What did you spend well, your days? Well, during
8: band camp, you have to learn your position on the fields and then you have to Learn your routine Jessie. along with that. The same, Jessie, so, a, I
3: thought flags just get to walk around wherever they want,
2: just yeah.
0: It was thing. more of like a, an accessory.
2: Jessie, she got a little defensive there. Did you hear
8: it?
4: She
2: was a little like, it, it excuse like, me, you know.
4: She's yeah. had this conversation before,
8: uh, yeah, Kayla, are you times?
2: <laughs> okay, oh, and God. her final, her final uh, <laughs> fact said, uh, she watched The Office the entire time she was in labor, or she can tell her most embarrassing story. So we're going with the latter. What's your most embarrassing
0: story?
8: Oh, man. I try to forget them because I'm pretty embarrassed daily because that's just (laughs) the type of person I am.
0: I really, oh. really like you a lot.
3: <laughs> Kayla, you and, and like it makes sense that you watch the office the entire time you're in labor. You seem like a pretty chill person. So like if there's ever been a listener of the week that was like was probably in labor and decide that was the time to binge watch season four of the office is Kayla. Cause Kayla you sound pretty
1: chill.
4: <laughs> so you can so you can get through this most embarrassing Yeah, film. you can get through it. We're we're we're, You've been we're, through labor. we're nice people. Yeah.
8: Well, well I used to work at McDonald's and I ripped my pants like the whole inseam. That's about the most embarrassing thing I have, because like I said, I try to forget daily what embarrassing things happen to me.
4: <laughs> so you ripped your pa- look, So what? What was the? What was the context? She was yeah. working at McDonald's. Yeah,
2: just so working
8: at McDonald's. You know, at the end of your shift, you have to stock all the sauces and yeah. all the fun stuff like that. So I bent down to do that, and I heard rip, and I thought, crap. Luckily, no one is back here, so I just had to waddle around legs together the rest of the shift
2: well, that's not so bad
3: that's a good life
2: well, it's not, not like you know, crashing your dad's truck and lighting the woods on fire I was going to say we're yeah. talking yeah. to someone
3: who knocked out power for an entire town yeah. started a wildfire <laughs> and, and total her father's dream truck in one incident yeah. and splitting her pants at McDonald's was worse you know good for you <laughs> Kayla
4: <laughs> I think it means you've just lived your life very, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're cautious and that's good. That's a good thing. Maintained a lot of dignity that way. All right. Well, thanks for joining
2: us. Okay. <laughs> if you want to be our listener of the week next week, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and tell us three interesting facts about yourself. We prefer facts that come with stories loaded in them. You know, you yeah. can like tell us what happened. Hey, many thanks to Kim Walker-Smith for joining us. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter, at Kim Walker-Smith. And remember, her book, Brave Surrender, is available for pre-order now. It comes out in a couple weeks. And make sure to read the article we did with her and the new issue of Relevant, which you can view at relevantmagazine.com. Thanks to Quip for sponsoring the show and making the episode possible. Remember Quip starts at just 25 bucks and when you when you go to getquip.com/relevant right now you get your first refill pack for free. That's at slash relevant Hey, if you uh heard last Friday's edition of the show, uh you know that we have voting live right now for the hot list jingle. If you go to relevantmagazine.com slash vote, you can cast your vote on which one of the five jingles will make the permanent cut. Um, there's is it too late
0: to submit jingles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got the five.
2: <laughs> the internet, the internet is in a fierce debate about the, about the jingles. We got some people pulling pretty hard for number two. Even I was going to say, one, I don't want to like mess up the vote here,
3: but one of them has a commanding lead at this point. I won't say which one, but one of them oh. is far and away the
2: favorite so far. Really? really interesting. All, right. All right. Hey, if you like the relevant podcast, help us spread the word. You can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. We need to get 161 more five-star reviews to be a full five-star podcast. That's crazy. Huh. I didn't know that. I don't That's even know what that means, really. I I think it's almost like getting verified, like the people you wish Merry Christmas to. I yeah. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think we're
3: I think we're at like four and a half because of a couple because of you know.
0: A couple well, of I didn't controls. like the show early on, but then I just joined the show and it got better, so I'll change my review.
2: Uh, yeah, please do, please it do, please is, retroactively. It change. is funny that people like a lot of people like went and did bad reviews to be funny. Like they wrote funny things to us and like one yeah. star and like you're screwing up our algorithm, people. Oh, stop yeah. Oh, it, it really matters a hurts, lot. Actually, that hurts.
3: It's like you wouldn't do that to your Uber driver. Don't do it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I did it as a joke to an Uber driver and told him, hey, one star jokester. I had to leave the car. It was a horrible
2: situation. Hey, uh, right now, we are offering a special subscription deal uh, for Relevant for podcast listeners. You can get the first six months of the magazine for only $6 when you subscribe at relevantmagazine.com slash podfan. And while you're at the website, if you have a couple minutes, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can take our quick demographic survey at relevantmagazine.com slash podsurvey. And if you want more uh, Relevant in your life, you need to check out our new show, Relevant Daily. We bring you what you need to know each day at the intersection of faith and culture, all in about 10 minutes. You can watch Relevant Daily on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, or I think it's rolling out to IGTV this week. Or you can subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Relevant Daily. I'm having fun doing that. It's been really good. Yeah. You guys should check it out. Hey, make sure to tune in on uh, to Friday's episode of the podcast. We have a special guest sitting in for Annie. Uh, you won't want to miss her. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Special uh, guest cast member on Friday. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler
4: Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I am 407952. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you on Friday. <laughs>
3: Listen, I, I'm, I, I got about four
1: more years before I pay off that last chimney sweeping.
7: Relevant Podcast Network.